The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, people love chopping wood. In this activity, one quickly sees results. As a Smart Moves coach, I won't help you chop wood, but I will help you make the leadership and business moves to quickly see results. Remember, good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to success. What does is making sure every day you're on the right track and you're not getting sidetracked in your leadership drive for purpose, performance, and profitability. Now, a Smart Moves treat to power up your business, brought to you by my valued sponsor, Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Listeners, are you on track or sidetracked in growing your company? The book, Grow or Die, describes the predictable three phases of growth that organizations grow through, as well as relationships. But we'll stick to the workplace. Let's take a look at these three phases. The first is invention or getting off the ground. The company is highly entrepreneurial. It's born out of a desire to meet a need, whether it's a nonprofit to deal with a social or community issue or a startup to bring a new product or idea or process to market. The climate is high energy, fast paced, seat of the pants, and at times chaotic. It's exciting. The adrenaline is flowing and there are great expectations. However, there is a challenge and this leadership challenge is... Do we have the assets, both people and funding, to make a strong start and keep us going? The second phase is improvement or rapid expansion. You begin to see results from all the hard work, more customers, more markets, more attention from funders and the media. This is when you're adding staff or opening up new stores or increasing your inventory. The big question is, Are you making a profit or making a dent in the problems you're trying to solve? You know you wanted this growth, but it seems like you're juggling so many balls that you're afraid some will fail. 
The leadership challenge in this phase is, can you move from the visionary leader to an effective manager, from a one-man or one-woman band to an orchestra conductor? The third phase is reinvention or stagnation. The business has grown so big that the focus is on preserving the status quo. Complacency, red tape, and turf war set in. You've heard the saying, nothing fails like success. Similar to this to phase one, the leader must create the vision, energy, culture, and direction again. It requires boldness, re-engaging staff and other stakeholders, a different kind of board, and perhaps new partners. The leadership challenge in this phase is, are you able to let go of operations and become an innovator and change agent again? So, here's your smart moves tip. Growth requires that entrepreneurs and business leaders change what they do. Successful and sustainable growth requires the right kind of leadership, the right environment or culture, and the right people. Do you have them? Listeners, as a small to medium-sized business owner, how well are you managing the growth of your company? To grow and prosper, you need to move from seat of the pants to feet on the ground business management. My ebook, Smart Growth, 101 Success Tips to Build Your Business, will show you how. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach. Making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Listeners, did you know there are over 9 million women-owned small businesses in the U.S., and many of them are in the first stage of business growth, getting off the ground and making a strong start? But these businesses struggle to get their fair share of the small business loans and equity financing provided to growing companies. Crowdfunding, a new way of harnessing the power of your supporters and customers, is helping a lot of entrepreneurs overcome these obstacles. Is it right for you? You will find out from my guest, Brenda Bazan, who's the co-founder of Moolahoop, a crowdfunding platform designed for women entrepreneurs. Her career started at IBM, where she held many executive positions in the U.S. and Europe, focused on the small business market. She left corporate world to serve as a development director of an international microfinance nonprofit and then later worked as a consultant to women business owners in the U.S. Welcome, Brenda. It's a delight to have you on the business edge. Well, thank you, Marcia. I'm so glad that you invited me, and I'm pleased to be talking about crowdfunding and women today. I know it is a passion of yours, so let's really get into it. As someone like myself and many of the listeners who are new to crowdfunding, we've heard the term, but we really don't know what it's about. So let's start with what is crowdfunding? It's a great question because you're right. People have heard the word and they've probably read articles about big raises for different companies or causes, but let's look at what the word is. It's crowdfunding. So funding, obviously, it means you're raising money for something. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And crowd means you're not going to a bank, you're not going to a single investor, but you're actually going out to a broad crowd, which may be your Facebook fans, or it may be you know, the crowd that's listening to a program like this. Um, it's been around for quite a while, so anybody who has had a friend go on the Susan B. Komen breast cancer walk and got a Facebook post asking them to um, donate to their cause, well, that's crowdfunding. Or if um, you knew someone whose child, for instance, had a, had a need for a surgery and they sent emails out to their friends, that's crowdfunding. Or if you know someone who's heading off for their senior trip <laughs> and, they need to, and they need some of their friends to give them money, well, that's crowdfunding. So it's been around for a long time, and all of us have had crowdfunding requests. We just didn't know that was what it was called. But about eight years ago, there were a couple of companies who, do, who thought, you know, there's business people, and particularly there are certain types of business people who are often overlooked by mm-hmm. banks and investors. And at that point, one of the big communities was musicians and artists. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult if you're a musician to go to a bank and ask for money to produce your next album. It's not something that banks really want to invest in. So some of the first crowdfunding platforms were really built to ask a musician to go out to his fans, somebody, mm-hmm. many people already like his music, and say, hey, you liked my last album. In fact, you liked my last three albums. So I'm <laughs> going to produce another. If you give me the money now for half the price, I'll give you a download of the music once it's produced. So, th- so think of it as pre-selling a product that they're going to produce anyway. Well, this went off like gangbusters. I mean, it's been a very, very important way of funding small businesses, artists, personal causes worldwide. And in fact, last year, this kind of funding raised over $100 billion worldwide. I know, it's funny to think (laughs) that people may not even know what the word means, but it raised $100 billion. So it's, it's not a small thing. It's a pretty big force, a pretty big economic force. And I think the reason I started Mula Hoop is because I think it has enormous potential for women. And, you know, we have a, a couple of minutes more before break. So to talk a little more, I would be, why is it gaining traction now? Um, what's happening in the world now that is, it, it's just taking off? Um, any thoughts on that? So I think there's a, a number of factors. Um, the first platform that was built, well, they were built around 2007, 2008. Those were Indiegogo and Kickstarter. So you, everybody kind of knows what happened in 2007, 2008, which yes. was we went through a terrible recession. And so people were losing jobs, and people were having to look at alternatives for how to make money and to support themselves. And at the same time, people who did have businesses and who did have thriving money-making operations were finding it harder and harder to get access to capital. So there was a big shrinkage in access to capital for going concerns, and there was a need for new businesses, and it just wasn't there. So people were looking, I think, for innovative approaches to raise money. But then there was a second factor, and that's really Uh been the explosion of social media. Uh Because crowdfunding depends on the fact that you not only have a big network of supporters, but you're easily able to reach them. You're easily able to communicate to them, and you can send them things in all kinds of media formats. You can send them not just emails and notes, but images, 
videos. You can send them a, a prototype. So people can really see and become part of the vision of someone's story. And I think that has those two things simultaneously, the, the, the really struggle for access to capital and then the explosion of social media has made people that may just gain traction. But I think there's a sort of a cultural thing that's happening too, and that is people want to be part of something yes. that's making a difference. And I think mm-hmm. that we're seeing a lot of research about it, but we also feel it in our own lives that when a business or when an, a commercial idea sounds like something that touches us or we see it having an impact, we feel like we want to do more than buy the product, but we want to be part of the success. And so that wave of, of, of a shift in people's perspective of businesses really being something in, in our community, making an impact in our country, people want to be part of that. And so we've ridden that wave as well. So I think it's been sort of a perfect storm mm-hmm. of a number of factors that have come together to make crowdfunding grow very quickly. Well, that is a really great overview of what crowdfunding is and um, why it has achieved such traction now. And so it's going to be time for a short break on the business edge. I'm Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moose coach, and my uh, guest is Brenda Bazan, co-founder of Moolah Hoop, a crowdfunding platform designed for women entrepreneurs. And when we get back, we're going to talk more about women entrepreneurs and, and the issues they are facing. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. 
Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach, and my guest today is Brenda Bazan, giving insights into crowdfunding, a new way of harnessing the power of supporters and customers to help entrepreneurs grow their business. And during the last segment, uh, Brenda gave a, a really great overview of what crowdfunding is and why, why it has gained traction now, because it has really taken off. But now let's get down more into the details and the nitty-gritty. So, Brenda, first is, um, I know you're passionate about women and women entrepreneurs, but really someone may ask, why is this needed specifically for women? I, you know, it's a great question, Marcia, because... You know, there are some great crowdfunding platforms, and so the question becomes why, why do we need to address this for women right now? Well, there's, a, there's a, some important statistics people may not be aware of. First of all, about one-third of the new business starts in the U.S. are women-owned businesses. And that mm-hmm. means one out of every three businesses starting up every year is started up by a woman. But women get less than 5% of the small business loans and less than 5% of the venture equity funding. So that means 95% of the institutional debt and the VC funding is going to men-owned businesses. That's a huge, I mean, that's not even a small difference. That's that's just a a mind-boggling difference. Now, what does that mean for women-owned businesses? It means that generally they're undercapitalized when they start. Mm-hmm. And what we, you know, because you run a small business. Yes, I do. So that undercapitalization means that they will grow slower over time, and they will, mm-hmm. they will start out smaller, and they'll grow slower over time. So you take that trajectory out, and you follow the same businesses with the same start dates, same industries, six years out, and a woman's business is a fraction of the size, revenues, sales, and, and uh, payroll that a, man, a man's business is. And um, so it's having a big impact on women being able to gain traction in small business. So we wanted to address that first and foremost. Now, of course, people... There's a lot written about this. <laughs> there's a lot of opinions about this. I mean, people do talk about, well, it's not just funding. It's because women 
don't think big. Well, I'll mm-hmm. tell you, it's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, thing to have a discussion about. Internationally, and I know something about this because I was involved in microfinance for so long, internationally, women have a repayment rate on loans of 97%. Wow. That means that banks have a very, very low risk when mm-hmm. they loan mm-hmm. money to women. So mm-hmm. you've got you to ask yourself, why when women, women have repayment rates of 97%, <laughs> do banks give them only 5% of the money? It's a, it's a, the numbers just don't support the actions that are taking place. Women, I know women that I worked with in my consulting business who were repaying business loans back after the business had closed. So women have a really, really? Uh, firm sense of responsibility about yes. taking on debt and about mm-hmm. repaying debt and about you know, the responsibilities they have toward finances. And so it just doesn't make sense that we don't give women more money to start businesses. But the other part is this 30% number, and that is 30% of the businesses. When you realize how big a part of the economy we are underutilizing, yes. that we are basically hamstringing the, you know, really tightening the potential of one-third of the small businesses, it also doesn't make business sense for the economy because right. we could be growing the economy, growing employment, um, much greater than and much faster than we currently are. A, a big percent of employment today comes out of women-owned small businesses, but I'm convinced it could be many times more than it is if we could just make sure they get funded up front. Interesting. Um, you may want to say more about that, but the other thing that I'd like you to move on to, to, to a certain extent, is... I can tell your passion. It comes through loud and clear. And I know the listeners feel it, see it, well, hear it. I'm not sure they can see it, but they can hear it. Um, what made you tackle this problem? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious because someone who's passionate, there's usually a reason why they're passionate. You know, it's, a, it's something that I've, um, wor- I've worked with small businesses all my career. You said in the introduction, I I worked for 25 years at IBM, and my entire career was focused on small businesses. It's a funny thing because a lot of people don't think of small Mm -hmm. businesses and IBM. I mean, everybody thinks of IBM and they think of the big companies. But there was a big investment within the company focused on how to help small businesses. Why? Because that was the future big business, right? So they wanted to make sure they were always seeding their future customers. So I spent my entire career working with software providers and service providers trying to bundle solutions for every kind of small business. And in that, and I became really the advocate within our company for doing mm-hmm. more and more and more for small business. So it's always, I felt like I was always the voice of the customer. When I left IBM and worked in microfinance, that was when it became so visible to me because we would give a woman $50 or $200 to start or grow their business, and it truly would transform their lives. Suddenly, mm-hmm. that little bit of money meant that they could make enough money through their business to put their kids to school through, or, to, or to feed their children better food. And you'd come back three months later after giving someone $200, and you'd see their house was clean, the kids were clean, they were coming back from school, they had gotten medication they needed, 
it really transformed their lives. And I thought, this is something I want to do. I want to see this kind of life-changing event associated with economic independence, because that's what that is. That's women Mm -hmm. becoming Mm -hmm. economically Mm -hmm. able to stand on their own and make a dignified living. Why can't we do that for the women that are going through the recession in the United States? So I came back, and I didn't do it alone. There were three or four other women that were working with me at that organization, and we would sat down and said, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way we can see those same smiles and those same changes on the, you know, on the faces of women here in the U.S. And so that's what we came, it came out of. It was really my you know, career-long experiences seeing how hard small business owners work Mm-hmm. and how committed they are to what they're doing and wanting to make sure that they have a way forward in their lives and seeing it, seeing it on their faces. It's, a, it's amazing. So, yes, I'm super passionate about it. <laughs> I just love it. I think small businesses are so interesting, and, and each of the business owners, they have all of them have a backstory. I'm yes. big on stories. Yes. I love yes. knowing people's backstories. Yes. And... Small business owners always have some sort of backstory that's intriguing, and and I love hearing them. And that's part of what the show, The Business Says, is about, is is having people on, entrepreneurs on, and hearing their backstory. But I want to get uh, to that next question, because I want to go back to what you said about, you know, the need specifically for women. And so how is it, um, is it different uh, for women, why is why you know tell tell a little bit about that? Is it the so, how is yeah, it different or difficult or whatever? Yes. So it's it is different. So so as I said before, women you know they think about finances differently. Mm-hmm. So why so why does it mean why is it necessary for Mula Hoop to exist and to give services that are unique unique to women? Well, if there are women in the audience, or men who know a women-owned business owner, they'll recognize some of these attributes. Women like to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. They like to talk about their decisions. They like to confer with other people. So where um, a male business owner might look at crowdfunding and look at Kickstarter or Indiegogo and say, what a great idea, I'm going to go do this, a woman business owner is more likely to say, this is a great idea, I wonder what Marsha thinks. Mm. And so they tend to confer with trusted advisors. Mm-hmm. And they need to pick up the phone and ask questions and say, I'm thinking about this. Is that a good idea? So the other platforms that exist largely do not provide any on-the-phone or in-person advice. They, add, they have you, it's all DIY, and they have you use their frequently asked questions and their online tutorials. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we provide real, real people to talk to and real <laughs> advice, and we actually go in and we'll provide copyright editors and people to help you rewrite your project. The reason, because women like that process. They like the process of bouncing ideas off, adjusting things, editing, and taking advice. So Mula Hoop provides, I think, services that are different. The other thing that women, uh, that makes women different is that women tend to have a very strong aversion to public failure. Uh-huh. So, yes. th- so let's take an example of one of the other platforms where if your project 
is to raise $10,000, but you actually only raise $9,000, you don't get any of the money. Mm. It's called mm. all or nothing. And now that woman who has put that project up and has raised $9,000 and sent it out to all of her Facebook fans, all of her Twitter fans, <laughs> all of her email um, names and addresses, now has to tell everybody that the project failed. Mm. That is a huge um, speed bump for women going onto those other platforms. We allow women to have three milestones. So they can set a first milestone that says, if I just get this minimum amount, I'm going to be able to do this. But if I raise the second amount, I'll do more, and the third amount more. What happens at the first one, and we tell them, set the first one at a number that Mm -hmm. you're pretty confident you can raise, and you will get all the money from that point forward. So it allows them to more easily claim success with their project. And that has been a big selling point. And I think that's great, and I want you to hold that thought, okay? <laughs> okay? Because great. it's time for a short break on the business edge. I'm Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves coach. My guest is Brenda Bazan, co-founder of Hoop, a crowdfunding platform designed for women entrepreneurs. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. 
You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves coach. My guest is Brenda Bazan, giving insights into crowdfunding, a new way of harnessing the power of supporters and customers to help women entrepreneurs grow their business. And Brenda, in the other segments, has been giving us a terrific overview of what crowdfunding is, why it's gained traction, especially now, and then started focusing on women entrepreneurs and why this is, you know, how, why this is important for women entrepreneurs. So now let's move forward and get more into, you know, a little more detail. And so, Brenda, I'm going to ask you, what kind of businesses uh, uh, or business is ideal for crowdfunding? Well, so that's a great question because I, a lot of people think, well, I will just go out there and throw my project up and it's such a great idea. Strangers from all over the world are going to want to jump on and give me money for my business. And it doesn't quite work that way. There really are some things that you can look at a business and know whether it has a high likelihood of success. So the first thing is it should be a consumer-facing product. Because you're going to go out and ask people to, in essence, as I said, pre-buy your product. You're going to, mm-hmm. They're going to buy it, and then they're going to get delivery of it later once you produce it. Well, if it's a business-to-business solution, people are not likely to buy it. So, right. for instance, I had a great um, prospect very early on in our, when we were starting out, launching our website. <clears throat> and it was a woman who had invented a reusable pizza pan. So I didn't realize this, but there is enormous, tons and tons of trash produced every year by pizza boxes. And most pizza boxes are not recyclable because, you know, if there's any food waste on it, Mm -hmm. recycling businesses can't take that. So those all go into landfill. And she had this beautiful solution of pizza pans that would, would come delivered on this, and then you would return it back to whomever delivered your pizza. So who is going to buy that? Not a consumer, right? Right. Hot dominoes, they're going to buy that. Mm-hmm. So even though I thought it was a brilliant idea, I wasn't going to buy one. So she was not a good candidate for crowdfunding. Ah, interesting. But if you have a consumer-facing product, so an innovative tech gadget or apparel or a new approach to some kind of a food product, then I can see it. I can go, that is definitely something I want and I can go ahead and donate to your project knowing that later you're going to send me back this product. So one example is a fun one that I did very early on on Kickstarter was a young man who was going to, his cause was he was going to completely change the agricultural landscape of Afghanistan from poppies to peppers. That was his gig. And he was going to make... All those farmers give up all that opium <laughs> product and sell these amazing Afghan peppers. And so he wanted us to pre-buy his dried pepper spice. And mm-hmm. I just loved the idea, and he had a really compelling video. And I love peppers, and I love hot sauce. So I paid in advance and got that. And, but I knew I was getting something I liked, you know, even though right. I probably would have loved his idea. I don't think I would have given him money for the idea unless I was getting the hot sauce in return. So that's what we're looking for, people who have something tangible 
that is a consumer-facing product or service now, which is kind of interesting. If you go to the Moolah Hoop site, you'll see that there's a ton of success on our site with service businesses, yoga studios, fitness mm-hmm. studios, salons, might not be easily understood that, yes, you can say, um, I'll give you an example. We had a, a yoga studio that was in New York City, and they wanted to renovate their rooftop to make a garden so that they could have mm-hmm. outdoor yoga when the weather mm-hmm. was good. Mm-hmm. So what is that? One, as a customer of your yoga studio, I, that's a tangible benefit to me. I understand how cool it's going to be to do yoga outdoors on the roof. And I can, so if I give you money, I know I'm going to get a benefit. Plus, they were giving away discount, like, a, you know, a month free or a year free. So I was, I, I paid towards something that I got. And they needed, I think, 15000 and they blew through that and got, like, almost 19000 And they have a beautiful rooftop garden. So, but that was for a studio and for receiving a service. So some people might not realize it doesn't have to just be a product. The other part of that is, and in the, in, in the case of the yoga studio is a good example, you have to have a following. People uh-huh. need to know yes. who you are, and you have to be visible and engaged with your following on social media or emails or some other kind of crowd way. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you have to have a way of reaching a broad audience. The numbers are kind of interesting because you may have 300 people on your Facebook, but that doesn't mean that 300 people are going to go look at your project, and it certainly doesn't mean that every one of the people who looks at your project is going to donate. So you have to have kind of a broad audience in order to get the numbers of donations you'll need to raise money. So we often will get people coming to us and suggesting that they would like to launch a project and we tell, we'll look at their social media, we'll ask them about their emails, we'll, we'll talk to them about mm-hmm. other ways they have of reaching audiences. And if we don't see that they have a big enough reach, we'll often consult with them on, let's, let's spend some time, let's go back and spend six months, and let's beef up your social media, start telling stories, letting people know about your business, about who you are, engaging with people so they really feel something about who you are and what your business is, um, and then we can go forward. Another funny pitfall that people fall into is that they don't collect information about their customers. We had a woman come to us who'd had a bakery for 15 years, very successful, and she had great walk-up traffic, and she wanted to buy the, the space next to her that had become vacant so she could have an eat-in area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, how many emails do you have? And she said, none, none. Mm, none. Thought, oh, <laughs> but because she had been, it had been so easy for her yes, yes. to have walk-up traffic. It had never occurred to her to capture those names and then start to, again, engage, give people offers, tell them what's coming up, you know, ask them what kind of flavors they prefer, and all of that kind of engagement would have had people now saying, yes, I do want to come sit and eat in sometimes. But I'll tell you the other thing that people get out of crowdfunding yes. um, is sometimes they get the feedback they don't want. For instance, sometimes you'll, have, you'll think you have a great idea. Everybody's telling you you have a great idea. Great idea, yes. You launch your project and nobody donates. You know, I have to be honest with you, that is as good an outcome as you could ask for 
if, if you're not going to get the money, you yes. want to also know this because you can pay a marketing company to go out and do focus groups. You can do a survey. You can, or you can just launch it because you're convinced it's brilliant and lose out. But if you launch a, pro- a crowdfunding project, it's free. And you find out right away that your customers aren't as excited about mm-hmm, your idea mm-hmm, as you mm-hmm. are. If people aren't willing to pre-purchase the product or service, they're telling you something that either it's not something they're interested in or you haven't yet developed the idea enough for them to be interested in. Well, you know, now that I know I have the right kind of business, as you described, um, what are some of the success factors? What is going to make me successful? Uh, so let's, let's say, for instance, Marcia, you come to me and you have a great idea for a jewelry design. It's really innovative, mm-hmm. and I think people are going to love it. And let's say you have great social media. So I look mm-hmm. at your business, and I think, she's it. She's the one that's going to, that has a good product, a good idea, and she's got good following and engaged followers. How do you then launch a project? Well, the first thing you need is a video. Now, that's interesting because videos can be super expensive, mm-hmm. and you don't want to spend a lot just so that you can raise money. So, but, so you have to think about how you would present your story in either an inexpensive video, which you can do with a friend and an iPhone, mm-hmm. or you can give us some images and we'll produce a slideshow to music telling your story. Ah. But whatever you do in that video... You have to ask. Now, this is another thing that makes women sometimes not as successful as other kinds of businesses. Women are hesitant sometimes to say the thing, I need you to give me money. Right? Yes. And so that's why often we help them with a the video because we know that those words need to be in there very early on, like in the first 30 seconds of your video. You need to let people know what this is about. I have an idea, I think I can grow my business, and I need you to buy now and donate to my business so that we can, I can produce this great jewelry item. So that's the first thing you need. You need a video with a story and with right. a task. Now we have Second, a couple more. Let me just tell you, we have a couple, about two more minutes. So what else? What are the other success factors? The other success factors is rewards. So you're not just giving them the thing that you're going to produce later because They might just wait then for you to produce Mm -hmm. it. You need to give them something exclusive. You need to give the people who are donating early something that nobody else will get. So it either is an exclusive design that's not going to be produced later, Mm -hmm. or it's an experience that will, in other words, they can come in and watch you make it. They can be part of the process, or they can get recognition that no one else will get. Many people put a recognition wall up, and for everyone that donates, they paint. They get an artist to paint their name on the wall to thank them. So those kinds of things, experiences, recognition, social media love, or an exclusive project product, those are the key factors in rewards. And then communicate, communicate, communicate. Communicate. All over it. <laughs> like any marketing, like it's just a marketing campaign, right? Let everybody right. know that you're doing it, and then let everybody know how it's going, and then thank everybody who helped you succeed. Well, it's now that I will talk about communicate, 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 <laughs> it is time for a uh, short break on the Business Edge. I'm Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves coach, and my guest is Brenda Bazan. And when we return, uh, she is going to give us 
uh, three or four quick tri- uh, tips on how to prepare for crowdfunding. So stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Brenda Bazan, and she's been giving us tremendous insights into crowdfunding and uh, how women entrepreneurs could be very successful as they uh, grow their business. So at this point, uh, Brenda, how I know you have three or four tips for our listeners on how someone could prepare for crowdfunding. What are they? Well, so I think the very first thing is to connect with what your story is. You know, it's like I said, you and I, we were talking a earlier before we did this interview about how much we love other people's stories, the backstories to their business. But sometimes when you're sitting in the story, you don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. So I think first thing is to connect with what your story is. Tell, talk to people about your business. Talk to people about why you've done it and start to, to really refine what your story is about who you are, what your business is, and why it's important to the community 
to your family and to other people that your business thrives and grows. That story will resonate with other people when they hear it. So once you've refined your story, it's going to be easy to tell it on a crowdfunding project. The second thing is, this is not new news. It's for any business, but it's it's incredibly essential for crowdfunding to connect with your customers and your supporters. A lot of people, I see them using social media where they're just pushing out yes. mm-hmm. images, pushing out um, ads and promotions and sales. and That is not engaging. That is just spamming people. Mm-hmm. You really engage with people. You talk to them like you're really talking to real people, and you give them an opportunity to communicate back to you, and you create a conversation. Um, one of the rules of thumb on social media is for every, uh, for every one promotional post, you should have six or seven posts that are informational. That's right. That are beneficial to your customers, that give them information about your industry, things that are helpful and interesting to them, but relate to you as a subject matter expert in whatever that is. Maybe it's in healthy eating. Maybe it's in fitness. Maybe it's in apparel and style trends. But you've got to be able to know that people look to you as someone they can go to and find information. So those are really the critical things, your story and then your engaged crowd. Once you've figured out how to engage with your crowd and you know what your story is, you really have all the ingredients. Mm, and then really? You to Mool- well, and then you just go to Moolah Hoop and sign on. Well, when you start your project, we'll call you and we'll help you with all the rest of it. So you don't need to worry about, you really don't need to worry about the details because we'll give you all the help. It's the foundational stuff. Do you have a story to tell? And do you have people who, who want to hear it, who've, who've been participating with you in your story? And then, then you're ready. Well, so let's get to if people want to contact you and they want to know more about about what you do, um, tell the listeners, um, you know, what is it that they should know about you and how to contact you? Well, the easiest way to contact us is to go to moolahoop.com, and that's spelled M-O-O-L-A-H-O-O-P.com. Um, you can also reach me directly if you want to send me an email. It's brenda at com. But really, I love when people are curious about how crowdfunding works, go to a place like com and start looking at the successful projects. It'll give you ideas. Listen to other people's videos. Peruse down and see ones that look like they're in your industry. Tap it open. Watch their video. Look at their rewards. And learn from successful projects. It's a great, great way to, uh, to figure out what you should be doing for your fundraising project and figuring out how you might grow your business. Well, I want to thank you so much, Brenda, because, um, f- because of your enthusiasm and the information you've, you're giving us, uh, but also because I do nothing about crowdfunding. Like many people, it was just out there. And I'm excited. And, uh, and, and I'm also realizing I need to uh, do more in many different, you know, uh, in social media and all these things that are the, – the tips you've given are not just for people um, who want to, you know, uh, um, be involved in crowdfunding, but for any 
uh, entrepreneur, small business owner. So I want to thank you so much uh, for your time and your information and your energy. Thank you, Marcia. It was great to be here. Thanks so much. You're welcome. So now moving on, uh, let's look at next week's program, and it's titled Why Integrity Remains the Biggest Challenge for Business. The stark reality is that corporate integrity is only possible if there's personal integrity in managers and employees alike. Yet, we don't see that. And what we're seeing is that ethical standards have been declining for decades. So what's the solution? My guest, Andrew Hurden, will give us insights on how to develop personal integrity in employees and corporate integrity in business. And that's something I want to hear. He um, has the corporate leadership program, The Power of Integrity, and is the author of three books on leadership. So stay tuned. It's April 1st, 11 Pacific, 2 Eastern. And for those in the United States, it will not be April Fool's because this is a great um, guest and he is in Auckland, New Zealand. So I'll be talking to a, a someone from that part of the world. So here's um, another smart move tip to play your best game. Business growth is not only about finance, which is certainly important. It's also all about people. It's your people who help you execute the plan that we, we that will determine whether and how fast the company will grow. Find and hire awesome people. Don't settle for warm bodies. Reward high performance and high performers who share your goals and values. Get rid of those who don't. Do you want to know more on finding and keeping awesome employees? Then get the Effective Manager series of handbooks. It will give you 232 practical tips to hire right, motivate right, perform right, and of course, lead right. Email me, Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me make it happen. As a smart moves coach, let me show you how. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth, innovate, improve, ignite, or die, make smart moves. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level.